0: This podcast brought to you by Dream and Discover. Podcast series focused on positive youth development. This is Drithi Malu. I'm here with my brother, Drew, at the studio. Hello, everyone. This is Drew. We're back at the bang with our two amazing teachers as our today's guest. Every day when we are heading to school, as soon as we get into the car, our parents make us say an Indian phrase, Acharya Devo, blah, blah three times which translates to, teacher is a god. If you were a parent, you probably would have felt at one time or another that one of your child's teachers was a miracle worker, a teacher who somehow gets results where you could not achieve. This term, miracle worker, first coined by Mark Twain, refers to Annie Sylvan, one of the greatest teachers of all time. Well, whether the teacher are miracle workers, gods or not, they definitely play a powerful role in children's lives. Do you agree? With that, let's welcome our guest. Judith. I'll let you do the honors. Hello, Miss Dina. Hello, Miss Harrison. Welcome you both to our show. Hi, Judith. Hi, Drew. It's so nice
1: to be here. Thank you for giving me this opportunity, and I really appreciate it.
0: Hello, kiddos. Thanks for having me on your show today. Our first guest, Miss Christine Harrison from Carlsbad, is a public school teacher from Carlsbad Unified School District. She has been teaching kindergarten to fifth grade for almost sixteen years at a prestigious Blue Ribbon school, VR Elementary. Our second guest, Miss Dina Fojay, she has been a teacher for over seventeen years and has a vast back- amount of experiences working with young children. She has worked at shadow schools, private schools, and Montessori schools. She also writes math curriculum and tutors for Math & Code World. She was Drew's teacher at Montessori School of Oceanside and she currently teaches 4th, 5th, and 6th grade at Hill Point Montessori Preparatory School based in Los Angeles. Our first question goes to Ms. Harrison. What is it like being a teacher? Well, it's actually pretty amazing.
1: Um, Very exciting, never a dull moment. Um, Each day is different. Um, Hard work requires dedication, but I really love it.
2: What about you, Ms. Dina? I love being a teacher because I get to make a difference in a child's life. Not only do I get to educate them, I get to inspire them and build their self-esteem. I get to mentor them and make an impact on their lives, creating lasting memories that, will, that they will get to cherish forever. What are your typical
0: routines before and after school? We'll start with Miss Dina.
2: Well, a teacher's job is never done. We are always working. Before school, I have to check and respond to emails, prep materials and supplies that I will need for the day and make sure the classroom is organized. I also have to make sure I have all my photocopies that I need for the day and I check on the class pets and give them clean water and food. And then after school ends, I once again have to organize and straighten out the classroom, check and respond to emails, grade assignments. I plan lessons and prep all my materials and supplies I need for the next day's activities and more photocopies. I also often have to purchase supplies that I may need for the next day or the next week. It's all about planning, prepping, executing lessons, correcting the students' work, along with assessing their understanding and keeping records of their work. You have to be really organized.
0: Wow, that's a lot of work. How about you, Ms. Harrison? Um, You know what,
1: I'm going to focus on what it was like uh, to be in the virtual classroom, because that's what I did last year, and that's what I'm going to do this year. Um, So every morning, I check my email, and I look over what it is I want to teach for the day, um, and what those learning goals are. Since I'm online, I open up all the tabs that I will need for the day so that I'm not searching and finding, uh, trying to find things in the middle of the day. Um, I check the links and then I make sure that I have all the materials I need. Um, And then after school, um, I assess how the day's learning um, went, what progress was made, make adjustments for reteaching or moving forward, Um, I make sure I have all digital and physical tools needed for the next day, add new links or tools as necessary, check student homework and work. The day, Um, I continue to check over the course of the day as students turn in assignments. Um, I also grade, check email, communicate with parents and students as necessary.
0: I agree with you. This does sound like a lot of work to me as well. I always stop being... teacher was very cool. They get to give assignments to students. What about you, Mistina?
2: Well, it's not only about giving assignments, but also about connecting with the students to learn and grow as they move throughout the curriculum. I am a Montessori teacher, and I get to have my students for three years, and I have a strong bond with them along with their parents. Each child is different and moves through the curriculum at their own pace. I get to guide them through the lessons and the cosmic education curriculum while observing them over time to gauge the process. My goal is to foster a lifelong love of learning in the children so that they will enjoy and value their education. With my support, children work through the curriculum at their own pace and time with others. Students have choices. So while they are being directed by me, they also have a personal autonomy of their own learning and education.
0: Seems like you do more homework than we do. Why did you exactly decide to become a teacher? This question goes to you, Ms. Harrison. Thanks, Drew. Um, I always knew I wanted to be a teacher.
1: Um, I played classroom and um, school all growing up with family and friends Mm -hmm. and sometimes imaginary students. Um, and it was just something that I always felt inside, like I, that was my direction and that was
0: always what I was wanting and going to do. Ms. Dina, now why did you decide to become a teacher?
2: Well, after getting my bachelor's degree, I wanted to take some time off. So during the summer, I became a nanny for a family. I knew I wanted to continue my education but was undecided at this time. But while being a nanny, I used to volunteer in one of the boys' classrooms and I fell in love with teaching. So I began taking courses in elementary education and have been teaching ever since. I could not see myself doing anything else. I love working with children and being a teacher.
0: Um, did you ever get to see any of your past students, Ms. Harrison? Um, yes, I actually um, do get to
1: see them on occasion. Um, I live in the area where um, I teach. So um, at the grocery store or the pharmacy or wherever, I always run into families and friends, uh, former students. Um, And then when when I was teaching in person, we used to see them every year during our school's meet and greet, um, which was always the day before school started and all the students showed up, so lots of past students would come, even the middle schoolers. Uh, so it's great. I always loved that. Um, love it, you know, get to know what they're doing and how things are going for them, and um, just, you know, see what they've accomplished. It's always wonderful. So I do get to see them.
2: What about you, Estia? Yes, I keep in contact with some of them, but I don't get to see them that often. When I was living in Oceanside, I used to see a few of my old students often because I became good friends with a few of their parents. I tutored some and also babysat for a few. Um, I even lived next door to one. But now that I live in Los Angeles, I don't really get a chance to see my students that much. I often see many of my older students from Massachusetts on social media, which is wonderful to see all of their accomplishments.
0: Same here, it's always wonderful to see my old teachers. So Ms. Harrison, what is your teaching philosophy? Um, well, I truly
1: believe that teachers, we are and every day continue to be the ultimate student. Even today, even though school hasn't started, um, I am getting ready to go back and I am took a class today. Today, um, trying to learn about a particular communication tool that we're gonna be using this year. Um, So I'm always learning. And when I'm in the classroom or online, um, I try to model um, how oftentimes it's okay to um, learn from and accept your mistakes. I think it's important to have a classroom that's structured and provides really good deep instruction but in a fun and um, caring and safe environment. So um, I try to make my classroom the safest place um, for students to be themselves and um, endeavor to help students love to learn
2: because it never stops. Definitely agree with Mrs. Harrison. Um, But my philosophy of education is establishing a classroom where all children can learn together and respect each other and their backgrounds. Having all children come together as a unit broadens their knowledge and helps them to strive to reach their goals as learners and contributors in the community. The idea of inclusion to me is wonderful. It exposes children to a wide variety of experiences that they would miss in a homogenized classroom. Diversity strengthens the class and gives both students and teachers great opportunities for learning. I think it makes everyone feel that they're accepted and that they belong. And I think that's very important in a classroom. You want everyone to feel like they're important.
0: I see, what is your favorite subject to teach? Um, For me,
1: I enjoy teaching math and my favorite is social studies. I love it so much. Um, and I always tell my
2: students that social studies is my jam.
0: What about you, Miss Dina?
2: Hmm, I don't really have a favorite subject. I, am, I actually enjoy teaching all the subjects. I also teach PE, art and technology, the curriculum. And I enjoy teaching them all together. And like I said, they all connect. So. Due to the pandemic, digital
0: classes um, have been a thing. Miss Dina and Miss Harrison, going from person to online, were there any challenges?
1: Oh, so, so, so many. I'm <laughs> not sure where to begin. First off, I did it in the middle of the first semester, so I didn't start last year out. Um, well, I did, actually. Um, and then I changed to um, a school that was all online in October, where she became one of my students. So I'm so thankful that that happened. Um, but it's so there are so many challenges. Um, but I love all the challenges I'm, because I've learned so much um, about myself, about technology, um, about my students, their patients and really the absolute kindness and patience and support that really all people are
0: capable of. What about you, Ms. Dina?
2: Teaching from home can be really challenging. Kudos to you, Mrs. Harrison. I had some technical difficulties at times, and I realized some of my students were not as motivated. However, I really did not have to deal deal with it like most teachers. I was not teaching at the time, but was tutoring students online instead. I only had to work with one to three students at a time, unlike Mrs. Harrison, but I did hear about the horrors from some of my other teacher friends. If I had to tutor Montessori students online, it would have been very difficult since our curriculum is very hands-on.
0: Being an online student is not easy for me. We had all kinds of distractions. Yeah, I hear you, honey, Um, and I agree. I
1: struggled with those distractions as well, Um, and it felt like it was my very first time teaching. Uh, First year, after 16 years, I felt like I was starting from scratch. Um, There were distractions and challenges online um, in a brick-and-mortar classroom, but it's a different type of distraction. So it's just managing um, the classroom and um, trying to to make sure that you're focused on just you as the students. And it's
0: a challenge. Every day's session was broken into two parts. I had to remember to join back after the break. That was hard and it even got harder. I enjoy walking in my backyard sometimes. I used to forget to log back on. It was super hard because sometimes my teacher's computer would lag and she would lose Connection. We all waited for her to log back on. Everyone got confused and panicked. It got so loud and annoying. Do you have any difficulties having more kids in one class? Um, it's not necessarily difficult, as Miss Dina said earlier.
1: Um, you know, you have to be extremely and so on with that many kids. Um, and but it's not ideal. The more students you have, the less time you're able to spend with them individually or in small groups. Um, I've had up to 38 kids in my classroom um, over the course of the years, and, um, you know, I would say 34 was the average for those upper-grade classrooms, and it is difficult. Um, I, you know, it's hard to make but you do it, those connections with kids so that they feel that, um, they are listened to and heard and um, that they're valued and able to express themselves and in a larger class setting sometimes that doesn't happen Um, not for lack of trying but often sometimes with those larger class numbers some students feel overwhelmed um, and they struggle to find a voice but it's important that they do find them find their voice and that I do that and help them feel safe and
0: comfortable in the classroom, regardless of the size of students. Wow, 38 is a lot. I
2: usually have
0: 20 to 28.
2: Hmm. Well, I don't have a large class size. I think once when I was working at a charter school, I had 26, but working at a private school, you normally have 22 or less. Um, But working at a Montessori school, I have three different grades in one class. What what makes it difficult is within evil, children are at different levels. I have to connect for future lessons.
0: How do you handle students who are not motivated or easily get distracted?
2: distracted? This is an ongoing problem for all teachers. So this is an ongoing problem for all teachers. I have high expectations and set daily goals for my students. I try to keep them interested before they get distracted. I often praise them, make goals attainable, and provide opportunities for success. But of course, I do have to redirect and inspire them occasionally. However, I try to make my lessons fun and engaging. What I love about the Montessori curriculum is that it's hands-on and engaging. However, if one of my students gets a little distracted, I will give them nonverbal verbal cues or talk with them to find out what's going on. I could sit down and help them one-on-one, or I could suggest that they partner up with someone else in the class, or even they can join a group lesson. So they could also work with a partner or small group or even work on their one of the other daily assignments. They have a set of activities and assignments that they have to finish daily. So I always suggest to them to do the more difficult ones first.
0: Seems like a lot. I know that's what my parents say. Teachers have a lot of responsibilities. We should not become one of their problems. With the world constantly changing, how do you continue to keep up with your new teaching strategies? Um, Well, um, as a teacher, I am
1: continually learning. it's really awesome that um, they offer online courses. Um, the, our school district offers um, professional development, um, being part of commu- uh, teacher community sites on Facebook. Um, and then I'm always learning technology for my students.
0: How about you, Ms.
2: Teach are always learning right alongside the students We actually learn as we prepare our lessons and from our students' questions and responses. We are always continuing our education through training, professional development courses, reading books from the internet, and also by listening to podcasts such as yours. After getting my graduate degree in education, I went back to school and got my Montessori certification, which took me a few years. I love learning new strategies to help my students grow academically, socially, and emotionally. Do you know in Finland, it's actually easier
0: to become a doctor or a lawyer than a teacher? Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, I heard in Finland, teachers are trusted, appreciated, and educated in advanced degree programs. After this interview, I definitely feel that a teacher should be paid higher salaries.
1: I won't argue with you on that one, Drew. Um, I agree with you 100%.
2: And I second that. <laughs> I work a great deal of extra hours as a teacher and don't get paid very much, yet I love what I do. That is why it is such a rewarding profession.
0: Thank you, Ms. Dean and Ms. Harrison for coming to our show. Thanks so
1: much for the opportunity. It was so enjoyable. Um, had a great time. I'm so proud of you both for undertaking this very cool adventure of podcasting and I look forward to listening to your next podcast and I hope you both enjoy the rest of summer. I think we've got
2: what, two weeks? Not for me, I start work next week. But it was a pleasure once again, joining all of you today. I look forward to your next podcast. Keep up the good work guys. Teachers may not have supernatural powers, but
0: the position they hold is very valuable to the society. There are so many great teachers who, through their work, had a profound impact on the lives of numerous people. They are heroes, kingmakers, and queenmakers of the society. Please be respectful to your teachers. With that, we are wrapping up today's episode. If you have any questions, please follow our channel. Or send an email to discoveranddreampodcast at gmail.com and see you in the next podcast.